Welcome back to another episode of Good Luck Sis. I'm your host, Tati J. I'm your host, Ellie. And I just want to say thank you for tuning in once again. This is our second episode of the new year. And if you haven't listened to the first one, stop this and go back to the next one. Because I feel like this is not a part two, but this is also something that I feel like I could have mentioned in the first episode, but I really, I didn't. So we're just going to dive a little bit deeper into that. I think we kind of did all the catch-ups in the last episode, and since then, nothing has changed. So we're just going to dive straight into this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and this episode is called I'm Only Five Years Old. Mm. And y'all know, at least 29, I'm about to turn 29. Um, and it's just it's like, like... It reminds me, I'm just a baby. Because I really am. Oh, baby. She's like, I'm just a baby. And like, I saw this thing on Instagram and I reposted this in my story, and so many people could relate that, like, I'm 28 years old and I'm still beating teen pregnancy. Because, Mm. baby, if I had a child, it is at this time in my life, at this age, I would be a teenager in terms of I wouldn't know what to do. Like, it just because I'm only five years old. Like, that's really what it is. I'm only five years old, really. Period. So, We're going to dive deep. And what started this conversation is that I was having two separate conversations that happened around the same time with two of my best friends. One of them was Cindy. One of them was with Trisha. Um, And we're all single. And it was just kind of like the the pressure that society puts on you to be in a relationship, blaza, blaza, blaza. You look at like our other counterparts, especially like the white girls who went to high school with the white girls who went to college. They seem to have it more Mm -hmm. together because as much as you can say as an outsider looking in, in terms of like the boyfriend, the fiance, the husband, the house, the kids, all of this stuff. And I'm just like, okay. Let's be real. I think the white girls, um, when they go to college, not only are they getting a bachelor, but they're also a a degree, like Mm -hmm. a bachelor, but they're also getting a MRS. MRS. Degrees. To to be honest. They're they're like, okay, we're graduating and we're becoming a wife after. Like, they don't play about that. Girl, this is just generally Generally, No, that's not. Yeah. I feel like majority of um, most of the white girls I know. um, They're they're set in that traditional sense. And honestly, I don't see anything wrong with that. I'm just like, I like that for you. But for me personally, um, looking at um, graduating after college if I going right into marriage, I don't, I don't think that would have been um, the right choice for me. Mm-mm. I just, I was just finding out who I am. Yeah. And you want to stay true to that. Even when I'm getting married this year too, like after becoming a wife, I want to stay true to myself and knowing who I am mm-hmm. and, you know, still doing what I like and finding my own identity, you know, after mm-hmm. marriage. But yeah. So since you mentioned that you felt like if you were to like get married right after college, that would be not the right decision for you because you're still trying to figure out who you are. That actually leads into the first topic in terms of like, what age did you feel like your life really began to start? You know, that's so funny that you brought up the uh, title. I'm just five years old. I saw this post on TikTok that said that what age did you just were just sitting there and you were like, why am I here? Like you started questioning everything like Mm -hmm why 
who who's who are like who's the people around like you know when you just things just start sitting you know you start asking questions right mm-hmm. for me i guess that age was i want to say maybe 10 is that too early Dude, that's when you feel like your life started yeah. oh so life started in terms of like okay like i gotta figure out life for myself oh okay i think you meant like life okay like i'm an adult but i'm like i'm a young adult but i'm an adult this is what adulthood is this is where i actually i'm done with the check boxes that we kind of talked about in terms of school yeah yeah. like that and now it's like oh this is life i'm pushed out the nets oh yeah life started for me last year (laughs) oh okay (laughs) life like like for real like because before it's just you depended on your parents like Mm -hmm. what did what most could you you know you didn't have no worry worry Mm -hmm. i can't speak worries um so it's just like you didn't have to like you know you had no anything to worry about responsibility but it's just like once you're on your own it's just like that's when like the focus comes like okay i need to make sure that i'm set the bills are paid like everyone before was doing everything for you now you have to do Mm -hmm. everything for your own so that's when like life really started Mm -hmm. for me i don't know for yourself if you can relate for me i feel like life started for me when i was like 24 25 26 mostly 25 in the sense of like Okay, I'm gonna like granted, I still live at home with my parents. There's still a, a level of adulthood I haven't reached, but I also think adulthood is not necessarily only the financial responsibilities of being on your own. I think it's more for me, I view it as I'm actually knowing who I am. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that's real life adulthood. That's like, okay, like I am now the decisions I'm making are the decisions I'm making for myself. Cause like when I was in high school, first of all, what freedom and what was I allowed to do? All I did was go to school and come home. College, more freedom, but what was I doing? Accomplishing a degree. Like my life was planned out for me up until yeah. after college when that's when I had to actually take responsibility for my own life. Okay. I have to find a job. I have to pay certain bills. Like what is my purpose in this world? Like it's no longer like I'm getting my hand held throughout the stages of my life. What's next? Whatever is next is whatever I decided for me. This is the first time I could decide how I wanted my life to go. Yeah. And when you get into that certain point of your life and you're able to make these decisions and you don't have these check boxes that people have aligned for you, because my whole life was planned out to me for me yeah. up until college. Right. It was whatever my parents wanted for me. And ideally it makes sense because I'm a child. What who's planning my life besides my parents? But then once you get to that point where you're doing it yourself, mm-hmm. that's when you start to okay, who am I? Mm-hmm. Okay, this next chapter in my life, I can control it. So who am I? And what do I want that to look like? Like once you get into that responsibility, that's when I feel like you're really becoming an adult and that's when you're going through your discovery phase of who you are. And I feel like like that was 24, 25. Hence, I'm only, I'm 29. I'm only five years. Like it's only been five years where I really had control of my life, mm. where I could, the decisions I made was a reflection of who I was and the decisions I made was going to contribute to who I will be. Yeah. So we literally just talked about this. Like, yeah, that's what I think. It's like part two. Yeah. It's just the fact that you you mentioned and you said to me, like, I can no longer disappoint anyone. You mm-hmm. know, and when I really think about it, yeah, it did start for me last year because at, even after college, I had goals set that my parents mm-hmm. wanted me to achieve. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like 
now after like I left home and then I was on my own, that's when I was just like, who am I? You know, mm-hmm. beside trying to make my parents happy, who am I? Like mm-hmm. that's when like the responsibility and trying to figure out who I am and more of like figuring out life happened yeah. for me because I was living carefree. Yeah. Uh, like when you, when I really was living at home, it's just like, not only the responsibility, but you just, you know, when someone's controlling your life, really, mm-hmm. like you really don't really think about it as much, you know, it's just yeah. like, you know, your parents have expectations for you, you know, they're taking care of everything else for you. It's just like, you don't have to think and worry about life, but it's just like the moment you're on your own, it's just like, okay, now that you're on your own, you don't have anybody else on your back to mm-hmm. um, have expectations for you. Now you yeah. have expectations it's for myself. Me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like, and then the reason why I brought this up initially was because it's like, as women, as black women, you can feel so behind when it comes to the love aspect of life. Like y'all know, last year I said I was going to meet my husband. Here I am single. So it's like, you put these timelines on yourself, society put these timelines on yourself. And it's like, when you look at it, okay, I'm 28 and single. Yeah, I'm 28 years old. I've been on this earth for 28 years. But for 24 and 25 of those years, I had no idea who I was. Mm. Like for 24 and 25 of those years, my life was planned out for me. I had no responsibility. I did not need to get to know myself because my identity was based off of my parents' trajectory for me. And that's normal. Like your life is going to be planned out to a certain age by your parents. Like at 10 years old, what could I do for myself? 16, what could I do for myself? 21 in college, what could I do for myself? You know what I mean? So it's like this aspect of like, oh my God, I'm 28 years old and I'm single and I don't have a husband. Maybe what could you have done for the first 24, 22, 23, 25 years of your life? Nothing. So it's like, I, and like I said in the other episode, it's really about perspective and it's really about really understanding and not letting, and it's hard because I've just got to this mindset and I'm still working on this mindset. That doesn't mean I'm not going to have days where I'm sad or I'm not going to have days where it's like, oh my God, I am 28 and I'm single, but it's like, bro, like you just found out who you are. Mm -hmm. Like you just found out and you're still finding out who you are. And granted, Growing and learning and healing yourself is going to be a forever journey. But I do believe there is a point where you get to in those aspects of life where it's like, yes, I'm going to always heal. Yes, I'm always going to grow. And yes, I'm going to always learn. But this is the core essence of who I am. Yeah. And everything is just going to build on that. Like, I didn't know the core essence of who I am until the past two to three years. Mm-hmm. That's it. So it's like for us to feel bad about ourselves, or to feel sad because we're not at this pivotal point where we're willing to join our life with someone forever yeah. forever when we don't when we j- just got to know ourselves it's like it's great because like 28 is so young in the grand scheme of life like if we're living to our 70s and 80s very young it's so young. like i said at this point, more than half of our life was dictated by other people. Mm-hmm. Like I've only been on my own mentally and emotionally and spiritually for this small amount of portion of my life that I've lived and the small amount of portion of my life that I'm going to live. So why do we feel like in this 
slither of time of our life is when we need to fit in such a major crucial decision. And I really tried to like, and I'm not saying this in the sense of like, I'm trying to tell my friends, like, it's okay to be single, stop complaining. It's hard. It really genuinely is hard, but it's like, it's not this big end all be all that we think it is. And we're letting people put in our minds that it is. And we really got to change that mindset. Yeah. And the thing about it is that it's one of the biggest decisions you can make in your life ever, ever. ever. Like, and it's one of the scariest decisions to know that you're picking someone to spend the rest of your life with. Mm-hmm. And it's not a decision mm-hmm. to just take lightly. You know, this is the person who's going to help you raise your your children. This is a person that when things get tough, that you guys going to have to work it out, you know? And I think mm-hmm. society just like, okay, at 20, you're supposed to be that cute housewife or working wife that has the husband at 20 and then you have the kids and they make it seem so easy but in reality it's just like the way society just the way the economy is set up right now like by the time you finish school you're still trying to figure out your career like i said in one of our episodes i just felt felt like i discovered like i i'm now Mm -hmm. in my career and i'm Mm -hmm. okay you know Mm -hmm. and that's how many like six years later seven years later yeah after getting that degree yeah and i'm confident in it and now Mm -hmm. it's just like i think all the time like god forbid i had kids at this right now like i cannot balance i said that to my coworker. i'm like how do you do it like how do you work and handle kids at the same like baby i'm I'm already stressed Mm -hmm. and i don't have them so it's just Mm -hmm. like society makes it seem so easy but it's just like i don't think we should be pressured to rush into these decisions where it's just like when you're ready and the time is right um it will happen you know and i think Mm -hmm. i think something we don't think about is just like when i look back on previous people that i date i dated i didn't know anything about relationship you know Mm -hmm. and it's like just the way to just interacting in a relationship and the things that you know, the, uh, how a relationship is built with another person. It's just like, there's a lot of things I didn't understand. And like every person that I dated had taught me something for my relationship now, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like, sometimes we don't even know who we are and we get into a relationship and we're like, mm, yeah, I need to do better. And I think that yeah. every season of your life, when you're dating someone or you meet someone will teach you something to prepare mm-hmm. you for that right person that will that you'll meet and you'll spend the rest of your life with and it's just like Mm -hmm. i think it's hard like i said in a previous episode it's hard when you see everyone is in that place in their life and they're Mm -hmm. there people are Mm -hmm. getting engaged people are finding the love of their life people are getting married Mm -hmm. but trust and believe your time will come when Mm -hmm. you're gonna be falling in love you're gonna be getting engaged and you're gonna be married i think it's really hard for me to speak on this topic because i never i don't think i've ever had the desire to to have a boyfriend i think like Mm -hmm. i think i we talked about this tati and like i think 2019 i was like and hope to find someone and i put myself out there dated but i never reached that point in my life where I was just like, I want to get married. I want to date. It was just like, Oh, it'd be nice to like have someone to talk yeah. to, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was just like, thank God to therapy. My therapist is like, okay, who are you? What kind of man are you looking for? And I was like, mm-hmm. Maybe I should start thinking about dating, like, you know, dating seriously. Mm-hmm. Right. And looking in the right places. So it's just like, um, I think when the time is right and it's just like, 
um, you have to ask yourself, why do you desire to find that person now? You know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, are you ready if that person was to come now? Because let me tell you something like when that right person, co- <laughs> when the right man comes along, trust me, you're you're you would you would self-sabotage that. Like maybe speaking, if you're not ready, if you're not ready, that's speaking from experience. You're like, oh, OK, this is exactly what I prayed for. This is too good mm-hmm. to be true. And you'll, you'll self-sabotage it. So it's just like you have to ask yourself, are you ready and are you preparing yourself to be that best um, girlfriend, that best mm-hmm. wife for that person? So it's just like we can't be asking and desiring certain things in our life if we're not mm-hmm. ready and we're not prepared for it. And I feel like too, it's just kind of like I remember like my mom said this maybe a couple of years ago, not that long ago. She was just like, I was like, you know, mommy, like I'm an adult. And I'm like, when are you going to see me that way? And she goes, until you have kids you're going to be like, you're not an adult. And it's like, it's the Haitian mentality of like, mm-hmm. you know, even when you do have kids, you're still going to be their child, but like, you're not there yet until you reach that point in your life. And I understand it in the sense of like, there are certain things and lessons I'm not going to learn until I'm a wife and same thing until I'm a mother. But to say I'm not an adult because I didn't reach that. It's like, so what was everything else that I've accomplished? And that's the thing, like adulthood has been so like put into the box of wife mother that's especially for women that's your that's that's when you're an adult that's when you've made it in life and it's just kind of like do you know so that means a 16 year old who has kids is an adult and i'm not at 28 Mm -hmm. like what 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 is that aspect of it because an adult to me is the mindset it's how i conduct myself it's how i interact with other people it's it's the decisions I'm making. And so to to define me not an adult because I haven't reached that. And it's like, what if I don't want to reach? I mean, I do, but what if I didn't want to? So would I never become an adult? Honestly, it's one of those conversations you have to have with your parents. I think if I was still living at home, I would have to sit my parents down and have that conversation with them. And it would still be hard for them to see me as an adult. Mm-hmm. My, my mom had told me that I'm not an adult until I get married. Mm-hmm. Like that's when you're an adult. And I was like, absolutely not. Uh-uh. And that's just like, right. I think I, I wouldn't be the adult I am now if I was still living under my mm-hmm. parents roof. And I think mm-hmm. like you, you saying that you have a better communication with your mom, like, you know, talking to her about that. And so she can see, you know, it's hard for them because, you know, to believe, believe it or not, you're growing up so fast. Like you were just five mm-hmm. years old to them. And now you're like 28 years old, you know? But but yet I'm five years old. Still, so. <laughs> and I think yeah. like, I see it when I look at my parents, when I come home, I, I, I could see it in there. Like, I'm like, like, wow, she's really grown. Like she's, yeah. she's an adult, you know? And mm-hmm. I'm like, I sure am. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, and they, I see them treating me like an adult now. And I'm like, oh, it feels good. You know, that's when I'm mm-hmm. like, that's why I feel like, I can say now I'm actually an adult because my not saying I need my parents validation, but it's just like the person who was only holding me back from being an adult because in the United States, I was already an adult at the age of Mm -hmm. 18, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just like, at this point in my life, the only person that, um, you know, I needed confirmation from that was holding me back from being an adult was my Haitian parents Mm -hmm. because in their culture, you're not an adult until you move out. Mm -hmm. And, get married and even then 
you're yeah, still even then even then you're still a you know you're still a baby until you have your own baby mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just like yeah it's pretty tough it's tough it is like it's even tough. the other day my mom was talking to her friend on the phone i could hear my mom say my mom's friend say oh tatiana pagna menage oh my gosh and it's like two degrees like as much as y'all gonna hear me say my job is this, my job is that, blah blah blah. That's just life. People don't like their jobs all the time, always, whatever. Put some respect on my name, bro. Put mm-hmm. some respect on my name. I don't have a your dusty ass son, but I have two degrees on my back. You're and I dusty because they because they're dusty out here. Let's be real. Let's be like, honest. Like equivalent myself worth being attached to someone and the thing is that's the thing it's like when they taught these conversations and Grace, my mom didn't she didn't even answer that. she and i don't care if she were to say i'm single but i think she knew what her i don't even know can we call her a friend at this point i don't even know who she was on the phone with but she knew that was a dig mm. like oh your daughter's 28 and single bro yeah my daughter but my, my, my daughter she uh, got two degrees yeah she has two degrees what's up and she she helps me around the house and she's like overall and like one thing i always say my mom will always say i am a good child mm-hmm. i will always forever have my parents back i will help them i'm not one of those kids where unfortunately it's like oh i don't have my mom with bills i don't do this that's my mom like i am genuinely such a good daughter to my mother and she's genuinely such a good mother to me it's like and then you have people here who are in relationships and what Granted, there's nothing wrong with me um, getting pregnant out of wed- like wedlock. I was out of, out of wedlock, baby. But for me, I would prefer to get married. So you want me to what? Just meet somebody, have sex with them, have a kid just to say what? I'm a mom and I have someone for them to not treat me right. And it's just like, I don't know if it's the Haitian culture. And I'm going to be honest, where y'all just took a man to take a man, no matter what, no matter if he's mm-hmm. beating you, no matter if he's emotionally, verbally, physically abusive to you, no matter if you're unhappy and you stuck by it and that's your decision. That will not be my story, baby. That's a generational curse I, I am breaking. But I will they- be single until the man that is meant for me is going to take me. And you know what I'm going to have? I'm going to have myself. I'm going to have my self-love. I'm going to have my mm-hmm. confidence. I'm going to have my degrees. I'm going to have my money because that is what adulthood is. Mm-hmm. That is being adult, being able to be mature enough and healed enough to make the right decisions for you. That way, when that person does walk through the door, you're able to be in that health. That's a relationship. Yeah, exactly. But, but thinking of it, like, do you think that generation even had a choice? Because let's be, let's be, they, they did have a choice. Let's be real. They did have a choice, but a lot of them also, you know, probably growing up, their um, mother was probably probably weren't working or their father mm-hmm. was the only one working. And then that's just how they saw things. You know, that's just the how society was. So they're probably like, I need to find a man that's going to take care of me. So whatever. So did they even have any standards the way we have standards in this generation? Did mm-hmm. our parents even have standards? Honestly, I've never heard my mom. The only thing my mom ever said her standards was. Is just like she needs a man of God. That's the only thing she ever said. But she didn't have standards the way, you know, like, oh, he got to be educated. He has to be this. Mm-hmm. She, there was no other standards. It's just like mm-hmm. he has to be a man of God. And, you know, that's that's enough. But, honey. Maybe that ain't it. That, that ain't, ain't the it. only thing that's necessary. That's not the only thing. And, like, my mom got married at um, 22 years old. And, um, yeah, there's a lot of there was a lot of growth that had to be done. And um 
I just think that back then, a lot of the generation didn't really take their time because sure, honey, if I was, because if we were dating for a year and you proposed to me at 20, 23, like, we got to take our time. Like that's already a conversation. Like we're going to see you in a couple of years. Yeah. Propose to me in about three more years, baby. Right? Like, like six more years. Let's take our time. You know, there's still, there's still growth mm-hmm. that needs to be done. Um, So it's just like, I don't think they had a lot of, they didn't, there weren't these conversations. So I don't think they knew that they had these choices. Yeah. And it's like another thing that hurts me a lot is like, I'm five years old and I'm expected to have so much. A man that's five years old, he's not expected to have what I, I'm supposed to be a wife and a mother, mm-hmm. but he's supposed to be chilling until he's about 35 and then he can become a husband and father. Like, why why is this such an unequal playing field why am i behind because i'm choosing to focus on myself and truly mature and be my best self yeah but that, but i'm still technically too late yeah but a man do all his fun boy shit do mm-hmm. all of his things and then be like okay 35 cool um oh boys just mature less you guys keep giving these men these excuses and letting them keep skating the line to do people um, harm or to do themselves harm by not being mature enough and adult enough to look into themselves and see why they are the way they are. But you're expecting me Mm -hmm. to go get these same men that you do not hold accountable and you want me to go interact with them? This whole time, this whole time they weren't preparing for marriage, right? And and then they see that they're 25 to 36 years old. Like, oh, wow, I'm actually getting old. Maybe I should just go find somebody. Hopefully it's the love of their life. But like we need to stop because at the end of the day, whenever I hear like my Haitian parents or or, or family members say little things like that, I'm like, who do you want me to date, men or women? Because you're telling me you and, and that you know how they feel about talk about homosexuality unfortunately in our culture a lot of Haitians are homo um not homosexual Jesus what am I saying homophobes yes thank you and but it's like you're preparing me to be this but you're not preparing him to be this maybe if we go together who am I attracting yeah the only person that is at my level is a woman but you want me to be with a man i'm gonna need you to start raising the man the same way you're trying to raise it's really showing it's really showing because a lot of in our culture they prepare us to be wives where a lot of these men are not prepared to be husbands so it's like it doesn't make sense and it's just like i had a conversation the other day with my mom and she's like wait we have these conversations now it doesn't come from a place of you still don't got a man. It's not like that anymore. I feel like in the past it was, but I've had to check her in a couple of things. My mom knows one thing about me. Ever since I was little, respect is respect. You're my mom, but I'm also your daughter. Mm-hmm. We're going to have this conversation. It's not going to, you're not coming at me this way. So we've had to have a lot of these conversations. She was like, oh, you're so like, you're not talking to anyone. You're not dating anyone. I'm like, no. And I told her about the perfect date guy. Y'all heard the story before. And then she's like, oh, oh yeah, what happened? And then she was, I was like, he wanted me to come to his house. And she looked at me like, and I was like, yeah. And I was like, I didn't go. And she goes, and I was like, I never heard from him again. And she was like, wow. And like, she understands that the dating world is not easy. And I also think because she saw how much I loved my ex and how much I poured into that relationship and how heartbroken Mm -hmm. I was, 
she's also as much as as much as she's like oh just have a child blah blah blah, she's also doesn't want me to just jump into anything to jump into anything because she knows how much of a good person I am and how much I will love and care and give and she knows I deserve that so she's now on the tip of like okay you know if he's not the right one it's okay slow down but she also is on the tip of like you might be a little bit too harsh for these men. Right. Just like, honey, let me tell you, the, the next guy, right? I, I think the closest relationship I got to experience is yours. And because I never, none of my friends were in relationship. I've never really got to experience one of my friends. in. I did it. You know, it's kind of sad. The two friends that I got to experience a relationship, both got cheated on and was a very long-term relationship. So, but girl anyway but it's just like i think um those two relationships yours was one of i got to experience and it's just like Mm -hmm. both of y'all especially i'm talking about you now but Mm -hmm. it's just like you have so much love to give that i hope Mm -hmm. that the next person and i think that this is it's like it's taking time i think god is preparing the men the husband Mm -hmm. for you because you have so much love to give like Mm -hmm. you don't even i don't even know if I pour that same love to Andy the way that you pour it to your ex. I don't know. Oh. I, I hope I do. Because you that, do. You do. Because it's the right one. And you're, look where you yes, are. Because that was beautiful. I always said to myself, and I think your relationship kind of made me feel like I wasn't ready to be in a relationship because I'm like, I'm selfish. Like I saw you be so unselfish but when you were the right one, it's the right one. I was with the wrong one. You were with the wrong. So I'm like, so the right one. You'll- so I like your next, like the next man that's your husband, Tati. I like hope. And I'm happy that, not to say I'm happy that you haven't found the guy that's going to, you know, the, a mm-hmm. guy right now, because I would hate to see one guy waste that love that mm-hmm. I saw you pour to your ex. And none of y'all better not slide in her DM because you hear me talking about her giving love, okay? If you're going to waste her time, don't slide in her DM, okay? Please don't. But I'm just just saying like, it's just, it's a beautiful love that you pour out and I got to experience and see it. And it's just the same love that you pour out to your friends. It's the same love that you give to your, in your relationship too. And even more. So it's just like, know that you have that love and like protect that because- like that it's such a beautiful love that not every man should experience thank you and i think this year especially once i like i said it's a mindset thing once i got into this mindset i i desire my husband i desire to be his wife i desire to have his kids i truly 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 desire that and it's just like there are times i really do like get down and get sad i'm like damn like where is he like oh i just can't wait like but when i tell you like i'm one of those people and not everyone is like that and i'm truly grateful for this gift i have of that like if i gotta wait i'm gonna wait if Mm. i have to wait i'm gonna wait until he comes and i know what's gonna be so worth it granted it's been a long time it's been a long time but i think one thing with me is that like even just through celibacy, what that's taught me is just like, I could desire it, but if it doesn't feel right within me, there's no point. There's no point. Because even sanitizer, like, he wasn't the right one. Like, he wasn't the one for me. And I knew that going in. Sanitizer is uh, a guy, guys. The guy that I broke my celibacy for. Yes. Um, for all the new listeners. Yeah, all the new <laughs> listeners. 
Go back to a couple of episodes ago. It wasn't that long ago. Episode you can listen to why he called. Why is his name Sanitizer? Yeah. yeah. I think I told that story. I didn't you tell did. that story on the air. Oh, no, you didn't. Oh, yeah, let's not tell that story. story. You know why. You know why. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of like, I'm willing to wait for the right one or I'm willing to wait least until I'm comfortable and I feel genuine connection. And like I said, celibacy taught me like, it's not worth it if it's not. Because I'm just like, there's, and the thing is, it's like, there's so many guys I could have and I didn't. Because, baby, I don't even know if I even gave this guy a nickname on here. So I don't even know if it's worth talking about. But this guy that I could have. And, baby, when I tell you I wanted to, when I tell you we've had interactions, and but I didn't. Because I knew if I did, I would have regretted it. Baby, daddy. Oh, my God. That man. Still think like, he's fine. I was but zooming in like, had, if you zoom in in my eye, you'll be like, I'm like, who is she talking about? Okay, I know that sims. so long. But like, ba- if I had with baby daddy, that would have been horrible. Like, mm-hmm. that would have been such a horrible experience. We, I would still life. have to be picking up the pieces now. Like, the fallout I would, of that? Because yeah. interactions still happen to this day. So it's just kind of like, if we had gone that far, baby, oh, Lord Jesus. So it's just like, there's been so many opportunities where I've always listened to my heart and my gut. It's like, nope, because if you do this, sis, you're going to regret it. Sanitizer was the only one until this. Like I said, he screwed me over. I still don't regret it because I was at peace with whatever decision I made and how that went. So it's like, I don't got my man now. I don't got my husband now, but it's he's going to be worth the wait. And like I said, I don't know if he's, if I'm going to meet him tomorrow. I don't know if it's going to be in 10 years. God, I pray it's not in 10 years, Lord Jesus Christ. And it's easier said then, then I'm gonna be honest. Even though I'm 28 and that's old for me, 28 is still so young in the journey it's, of my life and how far I've come. Mm-hmm. That it's like it's easier to say that now. If I don't meet him and I'm 30, is it gonna be as easy? Maybe not. But I'm really am trying to keep the faith and the perspective that like it's gonna happen. It's gonna and that's happen. I'm going to this year very carefree and very not focused on like. I don't think I ever really was like that, but I do think there were some years more than others where I'm just like, oh my God, is it going to be this year? Is it going to be this year? And now I'm just kind of like, maybe it could be and it could not be. Yeah, when you like, least ex- it is what it is. When you least expect it and the, like, you know, it's when you least expect it and not saying you'll know, but it, it's, it's different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's a different type of security. You feel safe. You know, it's, it feels more mature compared to like, yeah. um, other guys that you'll talk to mm-hmm. and it's just like you'll get confirmation yeah God, trust me and i definitely feel like even though like i said i don't want to be hyper focused on it i also do want to take responsibility in my singleness too in terms of like go out more but go to different types of events and not necessarily saying to meet a husband or meet my man but to also just be able to be in opportunities where if it comes, I'm allowing it to come because right. me staying in my room all day is not going to necessarily allow it to come. But I also like, I'm not going to the clubs anymore, at least not in Boston. If I'm a different state, different country, different story, yeah. but not here. Like I'm going to more like events, game nights, open mics, birthday yes. celebrations, yes. things mm-hmm. like that, where it's just like purposeful. Like I'm putting, if I'm gonna put my energy out there to potentially meet someone, I want to put my energy out there in a place where I would like to receive it. Yeah. I think, yeah. Like oftentimes when I had an open mic, yeah. Okay. I do poetry. That's probably, you'll find someone who's as creative. Yep. 
Exactly. I think oftentimes we we look in the wrong places. Um, so when I was actually serious in dating and I was like, Hey, I'm going to start dating so I can find my husband. My therapist was like, so where are you going to start looking? And I was just like, Oh, I usually go here and there. And she's like, well, does that align with the type of men that you are looking for? Mm -hmm. And I wanted, uh, you know, I wanted a man that was in the same religion as me and had the same mm -hmm. faith base as me. So I was like, okay, um, I don't go to a lot of church events, so I'm not going to you know, that's the best place I could find them. Let's be real. I'm not going to find a seven day Adventist just randomly on the street. Like yeah. you don't find them like that. Um, so I was like, okay, I bet. So I started drawing down like a few events that were happening, um, in my, in my city and I was going to start doing it, but Hey, you know, you may have opportunity opportunity, okay. opportunity cool. came, and I was like, okay, cross out, no longer need to attend these events. But I think yeah. it's like we often look in the wrong places where, mm -hmm. you know, the, the places that we're supposed to look, um, that's where your husband might be. So exactly. Yeah. And guys, like I have so much more to talk about, but you don't mean Ellie, we'll stay forever. <laughs> catch part two. Catch part two right. on the um our next part like next episode. <laughs> <laughs> so Wrap this episode up, but I just want to find like just say if you're in this late twenties, early thirties um age group and you're single and you kind of just like humans, like women, we feel down. We feel like, is this ever gonna happen? I just want to just have you just look back at your whole entire life and really analyze when did you really feel like you became your own person? Because mm. all the years prior to that, even if you were to meet him, you you guys wouldn't be together today because you weren't the person you are today you would have sabotaged it yeah. so anything prior to that that doesn't even count as you being single really because you didn't even know yourself to be able to take get that man like you gotta be in the right place so i i always tell i always tell my fiance this i'm like if you came in 2021 2019 2020 2021 i probably would have laughed fumbled <laughs> fumbled like probably played around with it. Yeah, let's talk. Nothing. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have taken it so seriously, but I think I was yeah. truly in like truly ready. I was like really serious and yeah. I, I was ready. I feel like I had prepared myself enough. So it's just like, you know, it's the preparation that matters too at the same time. Mm -hmm. It definitely does. Scott, I'm just looking up our melanin Monday because I forgot to write it down. Oh my goodness, where is it? Well, Google, I mean, that's a Google. Um, Instagram don't want to cooperate with me. But I want to shout out to our friend Chris. Um, so I even, yo, I didn't even tell him I'm doing this. So I hope he doesn't. Aww. I'm not going to get mad. I think you should surprise him. Don't I'm tell him. Surprise him. So shout out to our friend, Chris. Chris, I love you and congratulations. And you know, we've had so many text messages where I like, I'm literally giving you your flowers because I'm so incredibly proud of you. So basically we met Chris probably like what, two, three years ago? No, definitely three, three to four years ago at this point. Yeah, and he's always been such a lovely humble amazing person and chris literally knows everybody under the sun like mm. he knows everybody under the sun and he's always having his summer cookouts and stuff like that and he's such a great amazing people person and last year 2023 he was starting to throw like more mainstream events not just like hey i'm having a cookout i'm having a game night come over but more mainstream events and it turned into this wonderful 
business venture called um, The Source. And basically where he gets people of color together for different type of events. So um, I remember his very first, I think it was his very first one, he had an open mic and I I performed and he had a great turnout. So like he's had open mics. He's had an ugly Christmas sweater party. He recently just had a speed dating. Yes. Wow. You good? <laughs> <Not me tricking. laughs> On speed dating when I'm talking about being single. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. He recently had a speed dating event and he's having another one. Look, I'm on his Instagram right now. What is it? He didn't post it yet, but he's having another one, I believe, in February. Um, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode, and we'll catch you guys on another episode of Good Luck Sis. Bye.